For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm your host, Matt Moderno. Got a really fun episode for you here today. I'm going to be joined by Troy Halberton. Check out Troy Substack at troyhalberton.substack.com. Really good insight. I'm sure he'll be writing about the stuff we're going to be talking about today. There's been some rumblings about what the Wizards intend to do at the deadline. So we're going to talk about that and just what those things mean. Josh Roberts reported that Rui Hachimura might be on the move. We've heard some other stuff uh, via Mark Stein that the Wizards are prepared to throw the bag at Kyle Kuzma. We'll see if Troy's heard differently. So we'll get into all that. Before we get to our uh, conversation with Troy, I just want to talk to you about Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Australian Open's on. It's a favorite of mine. Maybe you can throw some bets down. But you can head over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Along the same lines, uh, from the sponsoring perspective, it seems like High Noon sponsors every single podcast that I listen to right now. I am not a seltzer person. I am a beer guy. So if there are any breweries out there listening to this that would like to be sponsored or (laughs) would like to sponsor the show or be featured on the show, let me know. I will work for beer. So just throwing that out there, you know, never, never hurts to sort of manifest that and put that out into the universe. So uh, keep that in mind, any beer aficionados out there. A couple other things just before we get to our conversation with Troy. I thought it was a funny anecdote that former wizard Sam Decker is playing for the London Lions and had 29 points against Jordan McRae and uh, his Israeli league team right now, who uh, Jordan's team actually won. He had 36 points. So it's uh, part of the Euro Cup and, and both guys are playing on really good teams and, and prospering. Both guys I liked here in Washington. I actually talked to Sam a little bit uh, recently and just sent me some funny stuff actually about this game. So that was cool. Uh, always rooting for him because he was nice enough to come on the show. And we are shamelessly always in support of people willing to take time to come on the show. So good luck to both of those guys. Just thought that was a funny enough note worth sharing that two wizards uh, are, are kind of out there and uh, still doing well, even overseas. With that, let's get to our conversation with Troy Halberton. Okay, I'm pleased to be joined by Troy Halberton. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure to check out Troy's Substack at troyhalberton.substack.com. Troy, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Happy to be doing this. Hopefully, uh, we've got some good stuff for for people to talk about here. I, I think you've got some uh, some news, and, and just to tee this up a little bit here. So we've seen Mark Stein report that uh, the Wizards Brain Trust is willing to 
throw the bag at Kyle Kuzma in the offseason. Maybe that's posturing. We've seen some other reporting from Shams and uh, you know Josh Robbins that the Wizards have started some trade talks on Rui Hachimura. There's been some other rumblings about John Collins to DC. Like there's a there's a lot of buzz right now, but I don't know. Is there is there anything where there's actually like fire behind any of the smoke? I guess what are you hearing out there right now? Yeah, well, I'm I'm hearing that there is a lot of fire, uh, Ooh, and, okay. and indeed, I think that there might be a fire sale on the way um, coming Ooh. for the Wizards. You just made yeah, a lot I of people happy just with that right now. By the way, I know, I know, I know. So, and when let's let let's go one by one with okay. like each each one of these different reports. So yep. let's start. Uh, you Kuzma. started off. Is that cool? Yeah, well, let's start with, with Kuzma. And so, like last week, um, I guess we'll. Oh, was was that last week or earlier this week where Mark Stein put out the report and said I think that early this week. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that that they feel confident that they are that they want to re-sign uh, Cal Kuzma, mm-hmm. and so I think that I think that that's something that they want to do. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding, from 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 the sourcing that from people that I just talked to today, mm-hmm. is that is that Kuzma is going to be on the move. I think right. that 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 I I don't I think that Tommy Shepard wants to re-sign Kuzma. Mm-hmm. But I think that this decision may not be up to Tommy Shepard anymore. And Meaning so, Kuzma as as, will force his hand or Ted would force it? No, his no. I'm, I'm thinking that I think that the ownership group may be coming to him and telling mm-hmm. him, we don't have $25 million to be paying a guy sure. and we for us not to be competing in the playoffs. Yeah. And so that and, and when, when when you look at Kuzma, I think that, you know, he he's such a valuable trade asset yeah. for the Wizards right now. Probably their and only so, real tra- valuable trade asset potentially. So I mean, they're all well, you know, the, if you're not counting Bradley Bill, uh, but <laughs> who I don't think is on the move, uh, he's not a part of anybody's fire sale at this point. Sure, but I think that you know, with the Kuzma talks, I think that you know, it, it's been up and down over the last you know couple of months as far as uh, do they want to trade him? Do they not want to trade him? Mm-hmm. But I think that as we get closer towards this trade deadline and the Wizards' uh, record is not really in a position to be competing realistically for a playoff spot. I think that, you know, when you look at the Wizards, when, when you look at their uh, their their $150 million plus uh, payroll, you know, it absolutely doesn't make any sense for them to go out and pay Kuzma that money as much as they like the person, right. as much as they like the player. Like it, just from a business standpoint, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. As valuable as he is, does he move the needle for you in a meaningful enough way that it that actually um, justifies that level of investment? And I, I tend to agree with that. So if you, if you can get stuff for him, maybe that helps you more in the long run at a, at a bargain or at a value. Yeah, and, and for me, I think that you know I, I like it. I like the value if it weren't for the Bradley Bill contract. Sure. And so now we're talking. Let's say so if they if they were to want to resign Kuzma, then if they had something planned where they were going to trade Brad. Then I think that that would be viable. I mean, he he'd be making pretty much half as much money as Brad, and he's already shown that you know he can have them in the same uh, standings, uh, in, in the same position in the standings as far as competing for a playoff spot. And so, but I, I just don't I don't think that they're quite ready yet to mm-hmm. to get on that level of um of of trying to trade Brad. But mm-hmm. I do think that you know Kuzma is a guy who a lot of teams are 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 after. Because of his low salary for this year, but quite as it's kept, I think that for the right offer, I think that they might be interested in moving uh, Chris Porzingis at this trade deadline. 
I saw today that the the Spurs want two first round picks for somebody like Jakob Pertl, who's a good player and, and things like that. But if you're the Wizards and you see what the market is, potentially that makes trading Kuzma even more appealing. I guess, Troy, I'm asking you to speculate a little bit with this, but is this a, we're, hey, we, we're willing to trade him because we don't want to go into the tax for this team with this ceiling. So we'll definitely shop him, even though in a perfect world, we'd rather keep him. Or is this a, we're probably going to have to trade him because like, all I want is like, I'm, I'm, I like Kuzma. Everyone who listens to the show knows this, but I'm okay with them trading him, but I also wouldn't do it for pennies on the dollar. Do you think they're so desperate to trade him that he goes no matter what, or if at least it takes kind of the right offer to make them do that? I think that it still takes the right offer because like I said, in a perfect world, if, if, you know, in a no salary cap league, you know, if none of that, that stuff matter, I think yeah, that they would be here forever. Sign <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he'd be here forever. I think that they, like I said, they really like him as a person. Mm-hmm. They really, and, and quite as it's kept. I mean, I honestly think that Cal Kuzma is the leader of this basketball team. Agreed. Yeah. And so, and so I, I think that they like a lot of the things that he can bring to the, to the team on and off of the court. Um, you, you know, you look at, uh, uh, um, the other night or Friday night when they played the Knicks, uh, uh, they had the Cal Kuzma bobblehead night. Uh, and you know, that I'm telling you right now that, 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 that bobblehead was drawing interest on the secondary market. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, this is a guy who he, he's just an interesting character. And I think that the wizards very much enjoy everything he brings to the table on and off of the court. And in a perfect world, I think that they would keep him, but I think that they 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 are going to just give him away for nothing. You mentioned the leadership perspective, and and I am obviously not as well sourced as you are, but I do enough I know enough people there that I've heard this a couple of times now that there's maybe not the the best relationship between this roster and Wes Unseld from like a everybody's bought in leadership perspective, you know, like that kind of thing where like they're they're all firmly in, in team West. And it, and it seems like, again, from what I've heard that Kuzma kind of helps bridge that gap for them, that he's working with some of the young guys, he's doing the stuff you'd like to see, uh, potentially this coaching staff be able to, to do to some extent. Have you, have you heard anything similar to that, that maybe, um, that there's some, there's some value he adds to them from like a keeping everybody bought in perspective, I guess. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, both he, when it comes to that, keeping everybody brought, bought in, I think that Kuzma and Todd Gibson are mm. the two point men mm-hmm. for the players on the roster as far as, um, um, you know, uh, being that, that, that segue between the, the, the coaching staff and the, and the players. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you look at, um, you know, Wes Unsell, um, man, I think that, I think that, I don't think that he has truly gotten the team to buy into him as a coach as he probably would have liked or as, you know, the the front office would have liked when they went out and they hired him to be the head coach. You know, I I don't think that he's in danger of losing his job, um, but I I don't think that he has really come in and been able to establish himself in the way that he envisioned when he took over this job. I think Ava tweeted this the other day, so apologies if I'm, I'm misattributing this one, but uh, I, I pulled this stat from somewhere and then didn't write down who I took it from. I think it was Ava Wallace, though, but the Wizards are now 4-13 and 13 in games when the score differential is less than five points with less than three minutes to play. And to me, that's a coaching perspective. So it, it, it's not a ringing endorsement on the coach if you can't at least pull out 
half of these kind of closer games. So uh, I guess, um, all right, that, that covers the Kuzma one. Want to go KP next, potentially? Yeah, KP, I think, th- so this is a guy that, I think that they like him. They don't like him as much as they like Kuzma as far Mm -hmm. as the stuff that he brings on and off the court. But when you look at what they traded away last year and what they got for him, I mean, they're almost kind of playing with house money when it comes to that. They're they're ahead. They're ahead of the game on that one. They're way ahead of the game. And so I think that if there was a team out there who believes that they're they they are a center away from competing for a championship. Mm-hmm. I think that, and, and they want to give up two first round picks. I think that Tommy Shepard's listening right now. Um, you know, and, and I can't even say that that's a a, a wrong decision sure. because you know I like Porzingis and I like um, the things that he's brought to the Wizards for this season, but I don't think he's a championship like number two level player. Just because it's just so awkward about like like they, they they run these plays from you run they run so much of their offense through him with you know as far as like their pick and pops mm-hmm. and you know just allowing him to you know when like like they, they go out of their way when he has a mismatch of a smaller defender on him in the post, they go out of their way to make sure that he gets the ball. Yep. And on the games, on the nights that he has it going, I mean he looks like an all NBA player. Yep. And on the nights that he doesn't have it going, you almost put yourself in a position where you have no chance to win. Yep. If he's not hitting shots, They're your done. team is not going to win games. Right. Yeah, I so totally agree. I, totally agree. Yeah, so and I think that you know, I think that, like I said, I think that they like him. I think if they had their choice, if they had their druthers, I think that they'd probably try to trade KP and keep Kuzma. Like I think that they're going to go out of their way to try to keep Kuzma. But at the end of the day, like I said, that decision may not be up to them as far as being able to pay him. So if they if they don't get that good offer for KP. And 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 Kuzma is the only guy that they can move. Like they they're going to have to shed some salary at, at this trade deadline. So I mean, Porzingis is in the same boat, right? So he's also got a player option for the last year. Presumably, he opts out of that regardless. So doesn't the same I, I, the, the thing is about that, Matt? I don't. I'm not sure. And so we haven't heard like Kuzma because his salary is so low. You know mm. that he's already said he's I'm getting not, a raise. I'm not, like, yeah. I'm not opting out. With Porzingis, I think that he has something to think about, and and I think that you know his uh his his player option is enough money where you know I I don't think that I don't think that he's going to make that much money next year on the open market. I think that he may be able to you know potentially sign a longer term deal exactly with, yeah. with less money with less money annually. Mm-hmm. But you know I think that it's a decision for he and his agent to to have to go over for sure. So I I like I wouldn't just automatically assume that he's going to opt out of that contract at the very least it, it's something they have to be conscious of while kind of making these decisions at the deadline right that they could they could lose him you know whatever whatever the situation might be i guess is there a world the where he could opt in for 30 plus million dollars they have to these are all things that they have to hundred, factor in right yeah and it's it's a lot there, there's some real game theory for them right of like who does what in what situations let's just say there is a world though where he could potentially walk and get a better longer term deal somewhere else perhaps is is there any situation that you see where um kuzma or, or sorry if they get a good deal for porzingis then they maybe that makes it easier for them to try to keep kuzma do, do you think you see yeah. their two futures being tied together i guess i do i do i actually really do see their two futures being tied together um and you know in in a sense of 
I'd see their futures being tied together more so than a way that I think that a lot of people thought that Kuzma and Rui's relationships are kind of tied together. Mm. Because as we're going to get to with the Rui thing later, I think that ship has sailed. Okay. Um, but I do think that, like you said, th- this is it's very much like it, we're, like we're in an economics class right now. This is game theory one on one as far as who's going to do what and trying to predict what is going to happen. And so my thing is, I think that I think that if Kuzma is somehow on this roster after the trade deadline, then I'd say that there is a very large percentage chance that he is coming back. Like, that, that, that makes sense. You've got some kind of handshake in place there, right? Exactly, like, exactly. And so, but with Porzingis, you know, I think that it, it's a little bit more open-ended as far as what the things that he can do. Um, you know, like I said, I think that if I were Porz- if I were Porzingis, I would opt in. I would take that money mm-hmm. because, like, I think that, you know, he's good enough, like, if, if he can just opt in and just show that, you know, he can come back and stay healthy for another season, I think that he's going to get big money. Like I think that if he were to opt out and sign a uh, a longer term deal with less annual money, I think that he'd be selling himself short. And maybe he'd know something about his own body that that we don't know. <laughs> no, that's a good point too. Uh, this organization has been so focused on like having good citizens involved, and, and we talked about that with Kuzma and how that honestly, I, I think that probably plays into it for them that they like him, so they want to keep him. Have you heard anything about how Porzingis is received by the front office or even just in the locker room amongst his peers? We heard stuff in New York about maybe him being prickly at times or his brother being a pain in the ass, you know, from like an agency perspective. Dallas, I heard he was sort of maybe more aloof, like he wasn't really a problem, but he also wasn't like rah-rah leading the team in any way either. What's the sense from you on, on what he's like in Washington, I guess? Yeah, the thing is, I haven't heard much about, uh, you know, how he has been able to not kind of assimilate himself inside the Wizards culture. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. like, there hasn't been anything sure. alarming about, oh, uh, you know, uh, KP's doing this or like, I haven't heard anything. And so I think this is one of those situations where the fact that you're not hearing negative stuff is a good sign. And so and then from just from my observations from you know going to games, watching him on the bench, like you know, I'm 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 just like Bill Simmons. I'm, I'm a body language doctor yeah. too. And then just watching him like after the games, and, and you know how he comes and hangs out and interacts with different. I I'd say that 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 he's assimilating himself well, like within the Wizards culture. I don't I don't think that the those issues that uh you know that he had in New York and Dallas has kind of I don't think those have uh kind of popped up in DC. He doesn't strike me as the rah-rah guy, but more of the like the consummate veteran pro, you know, come in, lead by example, that that kind of stuff. At least that's how it, it comes off for, from my perspective. So uh, thanks for shedding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Light there. All right, let's transition into the, potentially the last of the three big names here. But uh, we've got Rui Hachimura being uh, mentioned by The Athletic today that, that he's probably likely on the way out here. Are you hearing similar things to that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they've been trying to trade Rui for weeks now. I yeah. think that, um, and and so the, the thing is that I've been sitting there. So 
I started once I saw that tweet that came out from you know Shams and Josh Robbins. Mm-hmm. I started thinking at first I was like, okay, this is that's like not really that much newsworthy because it's like I was like reading, I was like, do they have any potential names in there as uh, far as like, who's the, just, who are the teams? I, just, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't understand where the report is coming from, like mm-hmm. why they made the report right now. And so the only two logical things that I could think of is that. You have uh, maybe his agent is trying to get it out there so that they can expedite this process. The agent or, or the rival, team, right? Or you have rival executives trying to mm. suppress his trade value. Mm. Um, and but either way, I think that I think that Sayonara, I think that Rui Hashimura is on his way out in DC. I think that um, it's nothing. I, I think that they like Rui a lot, but I just when, when you have a guy who uh, reaches restricted free agency. And um, they they weren't able to get a contract extension. Um, I think that he thinks that his value is higher than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there was. Uh, let me let me choose my wording carefully here. I think that I think that he, last year when he missed that time, uh, some, you know, some bad feelings still there. Mental health illness. Uh, well, not when he said he was dealing with whatever he was dealing with. Personal issues of some sort. Personal yeah. issues. I think that the Wizards, as an organization, they supported him as mm-hmm. much as they possibly could. Sure. But I do think that there was some frustration from them yeah. as far as what exactly was going on, mm-hmm. and I think frustration and confusion. As far as exactly a lack of communication, was, maybe right about ex- exactly, and so I think that that probably was like the because everything that happened before that with Rui, like I mean, like I said, like like I've said in the past, like they they acquiesced to him and He's did things the golden child, <laughs> yeah, like you know, so they 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 put it they put him on a pedestal in a way that. You know, they like I said, they didn't even treat Brad or John. Like yeah. you know, so they 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 gave him a lot of, of leeway. They they allowed him to do a lot of things. They 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 gave him preferential treatment. And so I think that after that, it beca- it, it was like maybe a little bit less preferential treatment, mm-hmm. and then his play started kind of declining. I don't think that he is de- he developed as fast as they wanted him to. As far as like he still. Like you know, he everything that he does on the court very well. I think that you know he has as a, 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 a um, elite skill set and about two things. But the things that he doesn't do is almost just as alarming, and he yeah. hasn't really worked to improve on those things. And so I think that there's a growing frustration within the organization from that perspective as well. And so I think it's just reached the point where, like, they they if if they don't have enough money to give to KP and Kuzma, they damn sure don't have enough money. For Rui Hashimura, and this is the game of musical chairs, and the music stopped, and and Rui's definitely left standing up. He he will not be on the Wizards after this trade deadline. Wow. Okay. So so this is the one I'm actually probably most surprised by because, like you said, they've they've seemingly valued what he brings to the table. Let's say financially, uh, because he he represents a fan base that they wouldn't have access to otherwise. I think that's not a surprise to folks that that's been important to them at least in some way. I would think that Rui is the guy that you look at that you could maybe get back on a team friendly deal because of the questions with him, the weird injuries, the missing time, things like that, that uh, I would have thought that that maybe that's the guy that they roll the dice on because they can't get much for him in return. Like what's realistically even the trade 
value for Rui at this point? Can you get a second round pick, uh, two second round picks? Yeah, I like, think, I, I think you, you try to just reset the clock and a younger uh, distressed asset. Yep, yep. And I and I I've, I've actually heard of two teams. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm comfortable enough saying it. I, I've heard that Indiana and Utah mm-hmm. are both interested. Interesting. And, and Rui Hachimura. And so mm-hmm. with the Indiana thing, I think that you can look at a, a deal straight up for Chris Duarte. Yeah. And that works. It saves the Wizards money this year. It gives them a guy who – now, I, I looked at Chris Duarte's numbers this year. I don't know what happened to him. He does not look like the same basketball player yep. uh, that he did from last year. But last, if, you, if, you, if you're going off of how he looked last year, I think that that's a trade that, that probably works for them. That, that, that deal works straight up um, – it's at Rui a position of need. Money. He's got a longer term contract compared exactly. to Rui. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 that's something. And then when you look at the Pacers, they're trying to compete and try to make the playoffs. And they kind of have a glaring hole at the power forward spot. You know, I like uh Sticks uh from University of Maryland. I know he's a you know Baltimore guy, area guy, but he's not a starting power forward in this league. Um, right, at not, least right not now. Not the scoring right, punch right that you would get yeah, from Rui. No, it's, he's just, yeah, like, like that's one that's one team where he actually upgrades for them. Sure. And then um, with, with Utah, I think they'd probably be looking at some type of combination of players, but I think that they, they're interested in what Colin Sexton could potentially bring. Mm-hmm. And so that would be a deal with it with, like, maybe a couple more players. Barton those and, the, and some... Things. Yeah, th- th- those were the two teams, the names that, that I heard today, where I actually heard an actual team name. Sure. So this is from this is from a source who does not, not lead me astray. So um, I think that, you know, I, I think that, yeah, like I said, Ru- Rui's on the move. Um, even it's like even like you said, OK, this is a guy you said that he, potentially he could come back on a on, on a cheaper contract. Well, he makes six million dollars this year. And let's say, okay, his qualifying offer, I think, is with some upwards of like $10 million. Mm-hmm. And then if they were to sign him for a deal between $10 and $12 million, they still can't afford that. Like, yeah, you're true. saying, like, they, like they're still to the, they're so close to the cusp of, yeah. like, they're, the Wizards are like, you know, three copy machines away from being in the tax. <laughs> like, it, like it's, it's, it's like, they're, they're really, it, they're, it's like really, really close. So mm-hmm. that's why I think that. Like a deal like that, Indiana deal is something that would save them three million dollars, reset the clock on a player who, because uh, Duarte still would have two years left mm-hmm. after this year, uh, at a, at, a, at a cheap contract rate, and you know I, I think that you know that that's something that I think that the Wizards are very much considering right now. You know I still think that they're going to try to poke and prod around the Phoenix thing, mm-hmm. uh, even though I heard that they tried to go after Cam Johnson that. The, so when when they came up with the rumor, they said that they wanted Jay Crowder. No, they were in talks for Phoenix. It just wasn't for Jay Crowder. They don't want Jay Crowder. They wanted to try to pry away Cam Johnson. But which really kind of, in hindsight though, it, it all goes full circle because they could have just drafted Cam Johnson instead of Rui Hashimura from the beginning. So that's it's just it's just there's a lot of those. Over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's incredible insight, Troy. Thank you um, for for sharing that too. The the Sexton one, I think. It makes a lot of sense for them to try to get a guy that can actually get into the teeth of the defense a little bit more. And he's not a pure point guard, let's say, but he's a guy who gets downhill and maybe opens up some space for for other guys. And, and that's something that this roster seems sorely lacking. Uh, so I, I don't know if, you know, if it's just Will Barton and Rui and, you know, some change on the side is enough for uh, 
Utah to want to give up on Sexton, or if you have to attach some kind of assets, a 2029 pick or something like that in the process, uh, it would be interesting to know what his like real market value is. Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, you know, it, it like I, I'm very uh, curious to see what uh, Rui's real market value is, but I think that Utah is in a position where they're really kind of just playing with house money. I think yeah. that, you know, they're in like complete fire sale mode because. You know, it, they, they still got, you know, Mike Conley. They still got Jordan Clarkson. They still got, you know, all these other guys that are on their roster that they can potentially move. And so, you know, I think that those other guys are probably going towards contending teams. Mm-hmm. And a guy like Colin Sexton is Jeff is definitely right for a a, a another rebuild team. Like, I got, in, in a situation where he can come in and average 20 points a game like he yeah. did when he was on the Cavaliers. And if you lose either Kuzma or KP or both, there's probably room for Sexton to come in here and and do something like that on this particular team. So uh, I guess it probably also kind of depends on what they do with these other guys. The the Duarte one's really interesting because that seems to fit Tommy's MO. He's buying low. He's getting another year of team security um, from a contract standpoint. And like you said, resetting the clock to some extent on an asset, again, at a position of need, like that seems to tick all the Tommy Shepard boxes. So um, that that would not surprise me if something like that came to fruition here. Yep. Yep. I think that, you know, and honestly, I think that we're, we're looking at, um, you know, some of these other guys that are on the Wizards roster. I, I like, I think that some of these other guys might be available too. I think that when you look at a guy like Monty Morris, who, mm-hmm. you know, ha- has shown that I don't think that he's a starting caliber point guard. Yeah. You know, he still has another year left at about what I think nine million dollars. You know, I think that there are teams out there who may need a backup point yeah. guard who may, you know, w- w- want to try and pry him away from the Wizards. I think that, uh, you know, Will Barton as an expiring contract mm-hmm. is definitely something that, you know, he Will Barton is 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 trade filler. So, you know, if, if you want if you want one of these other guys, you might have to take, you know, that that money off of the books, too. Sure. I think that uh, Denny, I, I, I'm hearing that they want to keep Denny and that they're they would probably try to uh, negotiate with him and get him on a on a contract extension because he's going to be contract extension eligible next year. And um, I think that Kispert. I think Kispert could be available if the if the right you know mm-hmm. trade comes about. Um, but I think uh, all of the I think that they're more so focused on keeping Denny as far as as the, the young core goes. That's also interesting to me because one of the things I've heard that is maybe his relationship with Wes Unseld once uh, Wes Unseld is probably not the best of of the younger guys. I, I don't know again if you've heard something similar to that, but that that seems like maybe it's a strictly coming from Tommy thing. Then if um, it's about keeping him longer term. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have heard that too because you know I think that Denny thought that you know that he thought that you know once they got rid of Scott Brooks that he'd be able to you know break break out some point Denny stuff yeah. and 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 West has kind of you know pretty much treated him exactly the same mm-hmm. as as Scott Brooks, but you know I think a lot of that has to do with Denny too. Like sure. he 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 hasn't shown the requisite improvement in his offensive game to have the coaching staff. You know, uh, you know, show show that level of confidence in him as a player. The other one we haven't talked about here that I think might be one of their better trade assets, but also the guy probably makes the least amount of sense to trade is Daniel Gafford. Have you heard anything about Gafford? Yeah, no, I think so. And with Gafford, it's weird because 
um, because his salary, because he only makes like like two million dollars this year, but he his his extension kicks in for next year, and so I think that it'll be a little bit more difficult for teams to try to move him mm-hmm. just because, like, but just because of of the the jump in his salary from this year to next year. So I don't think so. Like a team right now that you know you trade for Gafford and he's only making two million dollars, and then next year you over the salary cap because right. his his salary jumps up. You know that you know tens of million, ten you know ten million dollars. Like I think that it, it kind of makes it very difficult for him to be moved. Um, I think that you know it's not anything about. I think I think that his the, the difficulty of moving him has a lot to do with just his contract mm-hmm. and, and I guess the, the poison pill nature of his salary jump from this year to next year. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it'd, it'd be hard to get the requisite value back for him, but also. You know, for a team to make it make sense, so that's a good call. Yep. All right, uh, if I ask you to put your a fortune teller hat on here, you've already said you're very confident that Rui Hachimura is not a wizard after the deadline. If you had to make a call on any of these other guys, uh, like your best guess, who, who's out the door? Is that Kuzma? Is the is probably the number one guy other than Rui that's most likely gone? Yeah, I think I'd say Kuzma is most likely just because. I don't think that I don't think that they'll get the proper value that they would want for KP. Mm-hmm. But if some if some team comes out there and they offer him uh, they offer two first round picks. If they if it were up to them, they would tra- I think that they would trade KP and 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 give Kuzma a boatload of money yeah. and then try to reset with some with some more draft picks. But I honestly just unless some major injury happens between now and the trade deadline, I just don't see a yeah. team like New Orleans giving up, you know, some of those future picks that they have mm-hmm. for a guy like Porzingis, even though Porzingis might be an upgrade over, uh, you know, Jonas Valanciunas. So, you know, I, I just, I, I, I think that it, I think Rui's out the door. I think that, uh, I think that the, the the Denver guys are definitely on the table. They're, they, they, I hope, I hope, I hope they're renting and not, <laughs> and, and and didn't buy property here. Um, and then I think that it, the, Kuzma, I think that they want to trade him. I know I think that they want to keep him, but if I had to guess, I'd say he's most likely to be out because one, they can't bring back Kuzma and KP. And and if you can't get anything for KP, then Kuzma is going to end up getting traded, and that's just the nature of the business. Uh, that's amazing insight folks i hope you uh, are valuing what troy's bringing to the table here again check the substack out troy halliburton.substack.com awesome stuff troy if we can pivot here a little bit i think the other thing i want to talk to you about is just sort of the john wall interview and and those sorts of things but also it's it's ramifications on things like free agency and team building for the wizards so for anyone who has not heard this yet uh john wall did an interview with theo pinson a former nba player and north carolina native and, and friend of Walls. All right, NBA player. He plays for the Mavericks. Oh, uh, well, okay. Theo Pinson <laughs> on an NBA roster. Um, how much does Theo Pinson play these days, I guess? is So apologies to the Pinson family um, and, and good correction there, Troy. Uh, yikes. Sorry. Sorry, Theo. Uh, yeah, that that's a bad one for me. Uh, and I've actually watched the Mavericks play recently too, so I should know. Oh no, you, you have you haven't seen him on the floor, but you will see him uh, cheerleading, cheerleading on the sideline. Yeah. I remember he's that. He's an all NBA cheerleader. Yep, for yep. sure. Uh, 
Wall mentions in this interview with Pinton that one, he didn't know he was even on the table to be traded until Russell Westbrook informed him uh, that Beal got mad at him for working out in Miami, I guess, instead of in Washington, that he talked to Beal about running it back one more time. And Beal said he'd have to think about it. And at that moment, Wall knew he was out the door and uh, Westbrook followed up with him again about a trade being on the table. And then that no one uh, on the Wizards team or front office staff um, kind of really filled him in on how real those negotiations were. Uh, So I I think, Troy, anything I've missed just as a recap of that conversation um, that that you want to throw in here first? Well, I mean, all of that stuff is true. And then, you know, he talked, I mean, he talked about a lot. He talked about, he talked about, you know, Scott Brooks coaching in that Boston Celtics series. No arguments, Uh, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else did he talk about? Some of the stuff about the the earlier years. I guess I guess we all mm-hmm. kind of knew that about the clowns clown show mm-hmm. that was going on. But you you hit on the most important things, and so let, let let's go over those one by one. Um, okay, so him finding out about the trade or that he was potentially getting traded from Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Now I think that you know that had kind of been reported out there before that you know. That 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 he didn't know that the that, that the front office didn't go to him. Mm-hmm. But my biggest thing is this is to me an indictment of Tommy Shepard. Yeah. Because he clearly lied mm-hmm. to he lied to Wall, he lied to the public. Like yeah, he, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. I mean, like there we have multiple sides of his mouth in a, in a way, in a way where he did not have to. Yeah, you, you backed so, himself into a corner here, really. I mean, he back, he back, like, and and to me, like, to me, it it just says so much about like the way that he has been conducting business, like, and and his tenure as the Wizards' uh, leading frontman. Because at the end of the day, he did not have to do that. Yeah. And so, to me, like, it, it it was a guy who is a a a, a car salesman, like. Yeah. You know, he, he's a guy who he's smiling in, in, in people's faces and he's saying one thing and then he's behind the scenes acting in a completely different manner. And it kind of deems him to me untrustworthy. Yeah, like, it, I agree. And I mean, this is a, this is like, yeah, I to, to me like that. That was my biggest indictment from everything that because because I have done reporting and I'd heard all of this stuff. But it's one thing to hear it come sure. directly from John, how, you know, how not only. Did 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 they not inform him how they tell how he's telling them that it's all good, but how he's also going around trying to negatively portray John in a way that makes him seem like a bad guy? Oh, he didn't come in and speak to like that. That's not John. John don't never do that. John come in and talks right. to everybody all the time. So for you to try to like even throw that stuff out there to make him look like a bad guy, to me it just it just screams of a guy who. Who 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 kind of snake in the grass them like I like mm-hmm. that's that's my interpretation from what happened and so when you when you go back to what you're talking about how can you as another team like feel confident coming to the Wizards knowing that you're they're going to treat you like that and another thing Brad Brad look look Brad he's got that no trade uh, clause in his contract and he could walk around here thinking that you know he the man. But eventually, you you see how they treat a wall. Yeah. Eventually, they're gonna do him like that too, and he yeah. don't even see it. That's yeah. the thing, and, and that's the thing that like he mm-hmm. he doesn't even see it. That they are going to do him like that too. I I I can see the future, 
his, his, the, what, his he's going to get done the same exact way. He don't even know it. Troy, have you watched Breaking Bad? You know the Walter White. I do. The Walter White. I'm the one who knocks. You know, like yes. I think that's how Brad sees himself. Like, no, no, no. I, I'm the one who gets people traded. They're not going to do this shit. Uh, man. man, he, he, like, he's, he's, he, he's so. He, I think he's naive to the fact that that he could get done the same exact way. It's, uh, it's also it's. It's one thing to say you want to trade Wall. Like I, I think I was clearly at that point where, hey, if you want to move on, like I'm good with it. I, I was never the world's biggest Wall guy. I appreciated him, but by the end of that tenure, like I, I was very much on board with like this is a tough contract. Let's do what we got to do here. And I think everybody would understand that Wall included that like sometimes things just run their course, and right. you can be upfront about that. Like we are shopping you. Sorry, we have to do our due diligence as a team. So be it. Hey, uh, it's and, really and that the, simple. And, 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 and Wall is a big boy. Like he, yeah. like he's not he, stupid. Like, he got, he, he gets Wall it. is not even the type of guy who would be like, "Oh man, y'all trip." Like Wall would just be like, "Okay, I understand." Like yeah. just don't, just like like he said, don't have me come in. Yeah. He, they were about to have that man come in the media day, yeah. taking pictures, knowing they were trying to trade him. Like yeah. what? That's insane. It's insane. It's insane that they would treat people like that. And the fact that they don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It's insane. It's insane. And and Walt talked in this interview about he knew it was a business when, you know, his vet, Kirk Heinrich, got traded halfway through the season. And he talked about being an adult about in Houston. Like, if you need me to come off the bench, just tell me who for. I can come off the bench. So this is a guy that that you could definitely work with. And, and I think I know you were very adamant about this. I think we even talked about it on a podcast. But. The people that didn't think that because they're boys and Beal was there for a while when his mom died, that Beal didn't have anything to do with this. Like, you're also naive to not think that that Beal co-signed this. Like, I, I know you felt strongly about that. I definitely did. Nothing happens with the guy that they've blessed as the new franchise player without his at least awareness of it. So him playing dumb, I thought, was also disingenuous. Yeah, I thought that was very disingenuous. Him telling Wall that he's got to think about it. Like, come on, that's laugh, that's laughable. But Bill also said yeah. he did he didn't know he's not the GM after the trade. Like that he wasn't consulted on that. That's very clearly not true. Yeah. No, it, it, clearly, clearly. I mean, every I mean, yeah. Like I think that, that the point that you're making, like that him him trying to make it seem like he didn't know or he's he really tried to play down his role in it. And I think that that's very disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, like I said, it doesn't make Brad a bad guy. I think that he just he just isn't as like he he just isn't as dominant or or, or alpha male personality. Because if the situation was reversed, Wall would have went to him like, "Yo, hey dog, hey dog, hey, it's not hey, working. Hey, hey, yeah, we about to bust this move. Yeah, I'm sorry, I love you. One like, of us has got to like, go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it would have just gone differently. But right. Brad literally is trying to play it down like. Like, oh, he doesn't know what's going on, yeah. knowing damn well that Tommy's in there asking them what they should do. And then the craziest thing about it, I loved, I loved my favorite part of the interview was when Wall panned to the camera and he said, You did all that for us. And then he oh, asked the leave, <laughs> what you do it for? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing is, I love the fact that they they end up looking stupid for doing all that. It's not 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 for making the move, but for how they did it. That's exactly like, that's the thing. Like I think that I think that they were well within their rights. If they wanted to mm-hmm. trade Wall, then they could make that move, and they just go to him and tell him he's done too much for that franchise, yeah. too much in the DC community to just treat him like an afterthought, to treat him like Kirk Heinrich. Like he's like that's that to me. 
it's an indictment of how they operate so much as a franchise. They did they did Buck and Phil the same exact mm-hmm. way. Like they they don't care what it is they're going to do. Like as long as they like they they just don't have the uh, the emotional bandwidth to be able to deal with these things in a way that makes sense. Like they 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 they're they're so robotic in a lot of their 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 movements that I think that they, they're blindsided themselves or blinded themselves from the reality of how these things affect people and humans. Like it's, it, it just it's just baffling to me. It's been well documented that Ernie Grunfeld did not understand the human component of these things. And and Larry talked about it on the show with his own negotiations. Gil talked about it, just sort of the cluelessness there from uh, why people would take things a certain way and the egos involved and that sort of stuff. And you would think that Shepard, one, would have seen how those things played out firsthand. And two, was the more personable of the two guys. Like he should have been the one more well-equipped to, like Tommy has relationships with everybody in this league. Like that's his value added is he's like a good old boy in the league who's been around for a long time and he's a basketball guy and all this stuff. You'd think he'd know better than this. Like you would, at least you would hope that a guy with that track record or that tenure uh, would have, would have seen enough of these things play out to understand that when you treat a franchise guy that way, it has lasting ramifications. This is a not seeing, you know, the forest through the trees situation because it's not Chris Humphreys or Mecca Okafor you traded out. It's your franchise piece. And if his agent is Rich Paul, if I'm a future free agent, I'm like, well, I, I got to know I can't trust them or take them at face value. Exactly. And I think that, you know, I, man, Tommy, like, I, I'm sure that he there's a few things that he would rather he would take back as far as, uh, you know, how he's conducting himself as the as the general manager and the team president. But I mean, like, Man, I don't know. He's something. It's something going on because, like, it's, it's like, yeah, he's got great relationships around the league, but he also got some enemies too, man. Like, yeah. and, and and this is like, like he's got people out here who, like, uh, you know, la- last year there was, there was these things going around about the Wizards and about you know things going on in their front office, and I'm trying to figure out where this stuff is coming from, and it's like nobody could figure it out. And I'm like, yo, this dude got ops out here. He doesn't even <laughs> know it, and so obviously. He's obviously he's not just affect. He's not just doing this to yeah. wall. He's doing. He's 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 being shrewd like mm-hmm. this with other people, and other people are taking notice. So that's that's another thing that that got my brain thinking earlier about where are these reports coming from. Like because you know, like I'm sure he's out here trying to make moves, and somebody out here is trying to make his job more difficult. Well, they probably think he's scheming and got something else on you know on the fire, and he's he's playing multiple people against each other. Like that's when I would assume or if i'm another agent i'm telling them like i don't want my player to go there you saw it with how the celtics treated isaiah thomas and the hip thing and and sort of no love for for what he did for them on the anthony davis stuff davis saying i won't go there and would not go there yeah so i i mean if if i'm if i'm one of john wall's friends around the league which there are a good amount of i'm like oh they did my guy like that yeah fuck them like i'm i'm you're not sending me there like that's not gonna happen to me at least that's how I would take it. Yeah, no, I agree one hundred percent. And so I think that when you when you when you're looking at that, like I I think that you know the way that they treated Wall and Wall coming out and saying it, like I think that that, that like that's so important. And I think that that also you know like yes that stuff from yesterday, like that stuff sent ripples, uh, you know, throughout the 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 league throughout the Wizards front office. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't think that it may not be a coincidence. That you know you have these reports and stuff coming out now 
a day after. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. that well, let's put like, some pressure I, on them now, you know. Like I think that there are teams around the league that look at the Wizards as a wounded duck. Yeah. And the the the, the vultures are beginning to circle around. If they if they see a, a carcass, if they see if they see an animal that's looking like it's about to die, mm-hmm. like they're not about to come and bring us water. Like, <laughs> like they <laughs> Yeah. They're about to try to starve us out. It's competition to... for a reason, right? I exactly, mean, like... exactly. That's and that, and that's like I think is the best analogy that I can use. Yeah. Like th- there are teams that are circling around the Wizards right now because they see a team that is vulnerable. Because because they know that they know that that the things that happen right now, like if and, and if this stuff don't work at the trade deadline, like. Like, like Tommy may not even be here this summer. There may be a whole nother. There may be people angling to get the job. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there may be, there, there may be a lot of Game of Thrones type of, yeah. you know, things going on with, with, with what's going on with the Wizards and how uh, they're not every decision they make. I, I you, you got to analyze it two and three times right now because it's not just that decision. It's a, it's like they're to the point now where every decision is a domino effect to, to another decision to another decision that could lead to somebody's job. I honestly did not consider this from that angle. So I'm really glad that that you moved this in that direction because I tweeted something yesterday and it, it, it made me sad, but it's also funny, but also I believe it. Like the only time a national outlet talks about the Wizards is if it's, it's these, it's the Beal convo about not want, you know, not having better options. It's the wall convo about they snaked me or three. I can't believe this team is so stupid that they haven't blown it up yet when everyone knows they need to blow it up. And so you have all of those things out in the ether right now at the same time with one general manager sort of leading the ship at the same time. If to your point, if I'm another team, I'm like, this dude might be doing some desperate shit right now because he might worry he's on the hot seat. And and now I'm like, I don't, I don't think that this is not reporting. I'm <laughs> He is on the hot seat. Yeah, like, that's good, the, like, like, good, he, good. like, that's the, like, and, and, you know, Tommy is my guy. You know, I have a good relationship with him. Sure. And like I like I wouldn't say anything that I wouldn't say in front yeah. of his face. If he doesn't know that he's not in the hot seat, then he's not good at his job. Yeah. Like yeah. that's period. Period. Like if he don't know that, if he if he doesn't understand that, he's not good at his job. And so like literally every decision that they make is 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 a domino effect and 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 could it's like it's a much bigger macro level thing that's going mm-hmm. on here. I guess my only it's not pushback. I, I get what you're saying. I agree with it. It's just we saw Ernie stay here for so long. It, is the leash really going to be that short with Tommy? Because that's the only thing I can think of if I'm him or maybe I don't see this coming is if I'm like, nah, they're going to give me the full five years of my contract to figure some shit out. I mean, that may not be the case, but that's the only reason I could see you being like naive about it if you're him. They went and tried to get Masai Jerry last summer. He's sure. not like they. And t- man, maybe Tim Connolly to some, you know, whether you believe they, all that they, or not. No, right. the Tim Connolly thing. Now I, now I figured out that 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 whole thing was a ruse. Is a jerk they, off. They, we they, gave you a, a, an offer we know you'd never take. They're, they're yeah. best friends. They're, yeah. they're 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 BFFs. There's no way Tim Connolly was going to come here and, and kick his boy right. out of the job. That was a ruse. Yeah. So so that but the Masai stuff was real. And yeah. and if and if. And, and 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 Tommy better be lucky that Ted's cheap and didn't want to pay Masai and give him everything that he wanted. Because if he did, if he did, if they gave him the percentage and, and monumental and gave him everything that he wanted, uh, he would be the the team president right now. And maybe Tommy would still be here as general manager underneath him, but he wouldn't have control anymore. And so you know, this is a guy. I think every 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 move that he makes 
every day that he wakes up right now, between now, trade deadline is another marker point and that end of the season. And, and he he's going to know that, that, that by the end of the season, like if they aren't competing in that play in, then, then, then I think that he's going to be in trouble. Like, I think that, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, outright fire. I'm not saying that sure. they're going to fire him if he don't, but every move that he makes, he knows that he's, this is a move that affects his job. Period. Uh, I, if I would, if I were a betting man, I would suggest that if, if Tommy is not the GM and, and president of this team, it's because he's been moved in some alternate role and that they wouldn't fire him outright, but maybe somebody is making the decision-making moves for, for a team like this. Again, that's based on nothing. I just, you know, track record of this team is like, yeah. he's a good soldier. Like, so we're not going to skewer him for it. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. But my, my, my biggest thing is, is that when you start looking at the moves and stuff that he's making now, yeah. you have to keep in yeah. mind yeah. that the guy is GMing for his job right yeah. now. No, that's that, that's that makes a lot of sense. I, I just the thing I always wonder about is like, all right, just based on how he blocks everybody anytime they say anything about him, we know Ted has the internet. He has to see what the national reaction is, what the local reaction is to this team. He was, well, I he think, doesn't, he doesn't care. He doesn't have to care. That's but, the thing. But that's, but no, but but that's but that's it. But at a certain point, these guys are not that rich without some amount of ego. I would think eventually. It would embarrass you just at some point. I, I understand it from a financial and investment standpoint. If he just keeps status quo, they make a first round playoff every couple of years. He gets the gate for that. The investment like NBA teams value go up. He doesn't have to do anything and he doesn't want to dip into the tax because he doesn't need to. I, I get all of that. I would just think at some point you would say like, all right, man, like I can't be the laughing. St- I can't be the laughing stock owner anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that he doesn't see himself as the laughing stock owner. He and should. I think that his ego is big enough that he is going to ride this until the wheels fall off. He'd rather he'd rather crash the vehicle off of the side of the mountain than to then for them for him to get on Twitter and to tell all of us that we were right. No, oh, I think that's Seriously, actually that's like, a great point too. You can't say we will never ever tank. And then that, yeah, no, he tank. no, he like he will never ever tell us that we were right and he was wrong. That that's never going to happen. So, but I do think that at some point when you start looking, at, like if, if Tommy would have just hit on one of these picks, he probably wouldn't have to worry. Yeah, but be because story. he's because he's been so poor at at at, at these other things, like at, like entailing his job description. You know, I think that he's put himself in a position where, like like yeah, that that is and 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 look. The scapegoat is not going to be Ted, so somebody's got to have to take the blame. I think what you they just pay said. Brad the money. Yeah. Ted's not going to take the blame, so that only leaves one more scapegoat. I say this all the time to people, and I think anyone who listens to the show knows I, I love the draft stuff. Like their draft record overall, like if you look at the history of like the ninth pick, the guys they take are like perfectly in the middle of where those guys' careers go. Some of them are way worse, some of them are way better, but they're kind of like the mean. If if one of those guys pops, their draft record is now much more consistent with the average good team. They've had less yeah. swings of the bat based on where, you know, uh, Ernie left them and things like that and other moves they've made or whatever. But for the most part, these teams don't hit home run, home run, home run, home run. It's single, single, home run or single, single, triple, double. You know, like he's not that far off. If one of these dudes had popped, if it's the Halliburton over Denny move, something the way the way you evaluate Tommy is is completely different to your point, I think, and I, I'm with you there. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, none of those picks hit. None of our second round picks contributed anything. Well, over they, his they, they they do to the Orlando Magic, both of them. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the guys the guys they should have taken the Bull Bull, everyone they wanted, and now Admiral Schofield is, is contributing for the Magic is just like so fitting uh, for us that you know that both those guys are in one place. I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's on. It's underwhelming no matter what. Exactly. Uh, Troy, anything we've missed here that that you have that that um, we want to talk about before we get out of here? Nah, well, I mean, you know, um, uh, we're recording this right before the Wizards are take on the New York Knicks, and Bill is coming back after missing the last five games. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, I think you know what they're they're five and five in their last ten games, and you know, this I think that this team right now, the way they look in January, is much more um, closer to the team that they probably really are, as mm. opposed to the team that played in December, who sure. you know went on a ten game losing streak. Um. I think that, man, when you look at uh, the fact that, you know, they have one of the easiest remaining schedules, you know, I think that, you know, this is a team that, and and the fact that, that Tommy Shepard is GMing for his job, that I think that Wizards fans should expect them to try. Like, they're going to try to go out and win games so they can make the play in. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that, you know, everybody who wants them to, you know, tank for Wimbenyama – you know, I, I think that they should. They, they, we're, we're all totally disappointed. You know, unless unless something like, I mean, you you never know because you know they're in they're in the sixth uh, spot right now as far as a uh, uh, worst oh, record in the yeah. league, and that and that's a, that's a nice sweet spot right there for you know odds and on on getting that number one pick. Mm-hmm. But I, I would expect that I, I'm I'm very curious to see how the Wizards look on the court between now and the February eighth trade deadline. Uh, friend of the show, Austin Big said today, you know, hey, if they go five and five, that makes them twenty three and thirty one at the deadline, and and that's not the record any GM wants to have for his team at the deadline if they're trying to win things. So it's that's even if they go five hundred, which has been you know status quo for the last month and a half. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I think that you know I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen on the court. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to continue to keep my ears to the streets uh, as far as things that are going on off of the court. And, you know, I think that, you know, I think that Wizards fans should buckle up because, you know, there's going to be some exciting times coming over the next couple of weeks. A lot of a lot of movement, a lot of transactions I, I, I foresee for sure. I think you've made a lot of people very happy because at the very least, people are just bored of like, oh, we're going to flip Rui for a second round pick and Admiral Schofield at the deadline. And that's all the moves that we make. And we, we you know, go in with this roster. So that's at least not, something they're going to they're gonna try to shake it up. That's, 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 that's the only, that's their only, uh, the only cards they have left to play. So they're going to, they're going to shake it up. The only other one, Troy, real quick, and, and just 30 seconds on this, I don't want to keep you all night. I appreciate all the time here uh, is the, the John Collins one. Keep seeing more stuff about DC linked to them. Do you buy that at all? That that's a guy that they're really kicking the tires on. Yeah, I do. I do. I think that that's something that they are very much interested in. But I think that that's a that's a, in the same vein of the position we're talking about with uh, like if they can if they get rid of Kuzma and they can get rid of KP if they can come back and they just yeah, have flip those just, assets for him or Bill something. And Colin, just Bill and Collins. Yeah. I think that that's something that they would be interested in. And I do think that I think that Collins is. I know a lot of people are sour on Collins right now, but I think that he's a guy who. In a right situation where he got a team that 
believes and lets him play his style of basketball like that, I think that he could be a, a 20 and 10 guy in this NBA. Agreed. Yeah. For anybody who is interested in more on John Collins, check out our previous episode with Kevin Chenard of Hawks.com and, and what that fit might look like. Troy, uh, the most important question I'm going to ask you the entire time here, where can people find your work and all the great insight you just provided here for us? Yeah, well, my Twitter handle is at Troy Halliburr, T-R-O-Y-H-A-L-I-B-U-R. Uh, I am very active on Twitter and I I respond to people, you know, just, you know, come correct and talk respectfully. Um, and then uh, Troy.Halliburton at Substack.com, uh, you know, go out and and, and, and check out my, my writings. I got a piece that I'm working on right now. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be handing out some some Wizards report cards. So, oh, I like it. I think people should be on the lookout for that this week. Yeah, it's the right time of year to do it. You know, beyond the halfway point. So, look forward to that, Troy. Uh, thank you for the time. Um, I really appreciate this. I hope this is gonna be like a scorcher for people. I think so. Uh, I hope everybody yeah, no, enjoyed this I, I, as much look, as we did. I, it, it, it's so coincidental that you and we had already planned to do this at, uh, at at today this afternoon, and you know, I think that once that report came out. And then I started, so I started making some phone calls. Then I started hearing some things. And I was like, damn, like I kind of want to talk about it a little bit more. And then people, you know, like, and I can't just sit there and respond to everybody. So I was just like, well, look, I'm, I'm going to talk about it here. This is where you can find it. So, you know, I know you're quick with the editing and this is going to go up. So I'm going to try to get this we'll out get before the game. So maybe while people are watching the Knicks right now, they can, uh, they can play this in the background instead of listening to the broadcast. Boom. Ooh, sorry, guys. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, Troy, thank you again. As always, this has been Believe in Wizards. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are presented by betonline.ag, and we will check you next time. Thank you, Matt. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.